This is Near FM. 90.3. I am joined now on the line by Conor Reddy uh, from People Before Profit. Conor, good morning. Welcome to the programme. Nice to talk to you again. Morning, Tony. It's good to be back on the show, yeah. Now, when I say it's nice to talk to you, it's always nice to talk to you, Connor. but I wish it was on a better topic um, and a more, sure. I suppose, a more politically motivated topic. But what we're going to talk about this morning is the online abuse which you have been subjected to in the recent past uh, because of your support for migrants and refugees. Just tell me, Connor, what form is this abuse taking? Yeah, so um, I guess just to give a bit of background, uh, recently I was contacted by a journalist at the, the journal.ie who's noticed that um, a lot of public reps and other figures too, I think Philly McMahon and Bally Monaby, another person who came in for a lot of abuse, um, for standing um, with migrants and with refugees and I guess standing up for diverse communities and also for um, our international obligations underneath um, inter- underneath law governing refugees and asylum, uh, the asylum process. So that was the context I was reached out to by a journalist and noticed that I was receiving abuse. And the form of that abuse, well, I mean, we all gathered online, if we have any, if we stick our heads above the parapet and all, like, there's obviously going to be people that disagree with us, and sometimes I disagree quite vigorously, so, the, I guess, um, the narrow end of the wedge is um, comments that you get on social media, responses that you get to tweets, stuff like that, um, so I've gotten a bit of that since I um, made my initial statement uh, when the protests uh, so the asylum centre in Ballymun uh, began and those comments they're fairly measured uh, they were recognising the fact that uh, there's a lot of anger and dissatisfaction locally for very good reasons for um, underfunding of public services for neglect of housing and housing repairs uh, all of these things but it p- pointed out the truth of the situation too which is that first of all people coming into Ballymun um, were uh, all uh, vetted through the asylum process a very rigorous process whenever you come to this country seeking international protection uh, and also the fact that they weren't all men and people were trying to uh, fearmonger around there are families there are children uh, they're replacing a hotel in Ballymun and other asylum centres uh, around the country so I kind of stoke up for uh, people that came in uh, to the community to become part of the community seeking shelter um, and immediately I think there were a small number uh, who took that the wrong way who made it out as if I was uh, in some way wanting to danger put, put people in danger uh, in the community and uh, spreading kind of racist lies as well now I guess again there was a lot of misinformation these early days that's happened so some of that initial abuse that I got online uh, was from people who bought into the misinformation and after kind of things became clear after conversations were had some people that initially had criticised me and others did walk back their comments um, I guess on the more extreme end because it, it, it didn't end there it didn't end with anyone we're looking at um, uh, uh, an emergency process around the country uh, and also the in- sinister influence of the far right uh, behind these protests spreading lies trafficking that misinformation uh, those more sinister interactions I've had with people sending me direct messages people sending me threats people uh, looking out for where I live people telling me not to come into the areas that they live in or, or else that kind of thing um, and I've seen other public reps subjected to that as well so that, that, that's a rough summary I think of, of what I've gotten what others have gotten too um, so far well, you mentioned Philly McMahon there, um, 
and I suppose to use the football parlance it's playing the man not the ball like if if you have a particular stance on something uh, people are quite entitled not to agree with you but exactly the way I look at this which would be uh, I presume the way most intelligent people would look at it is you take on the man by way of debating in relation to your point of view versus his point of view but you certainly do not take it to a stage where you're threatening people with physical violence or intimidating them because that is nothing only thuggery and bully boy tactics Yes, yeah, yeah. And we, we've seen toggery and bully boy tactics at some of these protests too. Not from everybody that's been involved, as I said, or people that were involved in the initial days that had uh, anger about legitimate things like housing and underfunded public services or dragged into this. Uh, but there has been, like, there were uh, racial slurs of some of the protests that happened around Dublin thrown out there. There was uh, threats made to burn down an asylum centre uh, that didn't even exist in Dingless. And um, we've all seen uh, and uh, we've all felt I think the atmosphere uh, changed since these protests have started I think yeah uh, playing the man rather than the ball comes from I think a refusal to accept or acknowledge the truth of the situation that actually Ireland uh, compared to other European countries and actually compared to countries neighbouring those that have experienced war or natural disasters has a very low number uh, of asylum seekers per uh, capita if you look as well the whole myth around Ireland being full not full at all there's 166,000 vacant properties in the state 50,000 of those have been vacant for more than 5 years according to the census figures Can I I just stop you there on that very point uh, Conor because I was going to talk on it anyway but seeing as you have brought it up I mean you quite rightly quite rightly point out that there was no um, communication with groups in certain Mm. uh, areas there was very limited communication with other groups and where there is a void in information that void will be yeah. filled and I just want to point out something in relation to what Connor is talking about here this morning in relation to misinformation uh, I drove by one of these protests last week uh, where there was a big banner stating that uh, 35 women had been sexually assaulted by migrants or immigrants in this country this year or in the recent past mm-hmm. But I thought, oh, that's an interesting <coughs> fact, yeah. said he, putting the word in italics. So I did a bit yeah. of research on it. Number one, that is totally, that's total yeah. lies. We it, don't, it never we, happened. We don't collect, we don't collect racialized crime statistics. So there's no, no verifying any of these it, figures that have been thrown out there. Yes, by Connor, but I went, a little, uh, I went a little bit further with this in a little bit of investigation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that has been floating around on social media in various formats and uh, platforms in social media but an investigation was carried out into it and it, uh, the investigation led back that every one of those messages on all those platforms were traced back to one IP address in London 
Wow. That's what we're talking about when we're talking yeah. about misinformation and yeah. roiling people up. But Connor, you would have to agree that mm. Roger O'Gorman's department it left a lot to be desired when it came to communicating with local communities. Oh, absolutely. Massively, massively. I mean, even since since the protests began in Ballymun, the since the protests continued, but since they've begun in Ballymun, the community groups have done amazing work. They've been able to do work around integration, kind of bringing people together. When you actually know someone, it's much uh, harder to fear them or to hate them. So I think that work uh, that happened now has been great, but wouldn't it have been excellent if that had been proper information provided in advance? So that community and integration work could have been carried out from the get-go. Uh, wouldn't it have been great if the information was out there in the community with community leaders so that there wasn't room for this misinformation to spread? I'm just really struck by that, uh, that, that, that fact that you just told me that the one IP address in London. This isn't uh, a phenomenon that's unique to Ireland. It's something we've seen in America since the rise of Donald Trump. It's something we've seen uh, everywhere the far right has grown at present. The industrial spreading of misinformation. And um, you look at some of the accounts on Twitter that I've actually gotten abuse of. They're, they're, they're bots in a lot of cases. You'll have, like, rather than having a username, they'll have a couple of letters and then a string of numbers. Uh, I remember hearing a similar figure during the Brexit referendum uh, during the 2019 uh, general election in Britain. Uh, there was a piece of analysis done and it traced back negative coverage of Jeremy Corbyn and uh, Jeremy Corbyn's Labour Party at the time to a handful of IP addresses. I think they were uh, somewhere outside the European Union, but they'd been uh, contracted by someone within Britain. So, like, this stuff happens everywhere. Steve Bannon, the guy, the architect behind a lot of this, who was part of the Donald Trump campaign, he has a phrase, which I won't repeat in full, but it's flooding the zone with something. And um, so if you tell enough, if you tell a lie enough, people will believe it. And you keep repeating it. It chimes with people's experience as well. Like I said earlier on, places like Ballymun and Fingless and Eastwall are working class communities that have been left behind by the state for a very long time. There's a lot of legitimate anger and frustration there. When you bring in, I think, additional people into the picture, like, there are genuine fears that already it takes a week to get a GP appointment. What happens if uh, another two, three hundred people come into an area and there's no additional provision of services? What happens uh, to, to the homeless person or the person waiting for housing for 10 or 15 years if there's more people looking for housing locally? I think these things do uh, antagonise people, but if the information was out there correctly, if people knew that actually people in the direct provision system generally don't get housed very quickly at all, and if they are housed or housed separately, the housing lists are part, are part of another international kind of obligation that we have to asylum seekers and refugees. There shouldn't be competition between refugees, asylum seekers and working class people. If the facts are laid out there, I think working class people see that reality and instead they'll blame the crew culprits and all of those crises, which are, I think, successive governments have underfunded all those public services. Well, as you, said, as you said, Conor, like, and I mean, we ha unfortunately we have to finish because time is against us, but I mean, with the amount of properties that are lying vacant in this country, there should be no mm. housing crisis whatsoever. The message, yeah. I think, Conor, that we should leave people with this morning before we finish, just because it's on Twitter, just because it's on Facebook, just because it's on Instagram or TikTok, do not take it as being the truth, because invariably, exactly. nine times out of ten, it isn't and do a little exactly. bit of research yourself on it and uh, you will find that it isn't. 
I'm already. I think I should add to that, Tony, yes. just very quickly. But, uh, w- w- there are a lot of things wrong in this country, and we need to look up rather than punching down uh, to solve those problems. There's great 50,000 people came out for Ireland for all. But now the eviction bans end, and, and there's other crises getting deeper. We need to continue to look up and continue to build on that positive momentum. So don't believe everything you see online, but also have hope and try to build these movements for progressive change in Ireland and we get somewhere with it. Conor Reddy, people before profit. Conor, I'm sorry our chat was so short, but we will talk again in the future. In no the problem. meantime, thank you so much for joining me uh, this morning. Thanks for having me, Donny. Talk Take again. Care, no. Bye-bye. 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 Across North East Dublin. 90.3. This is near FM.